0: This is the Diamonds and Dingers podcast. I'm your host Dimitri Napoleon. Let's get started. Welcome to the Diamonds and Dingers podcast, hosted by Muncie's best baseball analysts. I am your host Dimitri Napoleon. Today I'm joined by Seth Rawlings and Zach mm-hmm. Merritt. How are you guys doing? I'm doing I'm doing well in the great outdoors.
1: Yeah, I'm hanging in there, uh, getting out when I can. You know, making sure I maintain that social distancing. But uh, you know, it's been nice to enjoy some nice weather the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, I thought the weather was fantastic this past weekend. Uh, on, on I believe it was Friday and Thursday, we had wonderful weather, and yesterday we had uh we were in the in the sixties. It was nice. We went out for a walk, uh, played catch. It was great. Um, yeah,
1: I even I got out and cut the grass yesterday.
0: See, and there you go. On Thursday, that's what. It, that's what i what I was doing with my uh, dad we were uh so he cut the grass and then afterwards we went and tried to you know fix up the uh, tractor that we used to cut the grass. It's a riding lawnmower and that was a lot of fun uh replaced the belts replaced the blades all that good stuff so yeah it, we were out there till seven o'clock seven thirty at night it was great
2: sounds like a fun it sounds like fun there's uh, there's not really much to do like when you go like you can go outside and cut the grass watch YouTube, or you could optionally do your homework if you feel like
1: it, yeah, I always just like block out one day and sit down and do it all then,
0: yeah, that's what I usually do as well i that's the first thing i do i wake, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I gotta do these assignments i gotta I have this paper I gotta write, I have this quiz to take. I get everything I can done out of the way, and now i'm a, I'm ahead by a few weeks in most of my classes. That's good, and we only really have a few weeks left of, of school. I know, that's crazy. We have one more month. Just because our day, our daily life has kind of slowed down doesn't mean that anything has slowed down in MLB. Uh, and we know that they're trying to figure out a lot of things due to the coronavirus. And, of course, that brings in pitches and new ideas. And this one is an interesting idea. I know that we'll probably have a good in-depth conversation about this because it's a legitimately interesting idea. And it's it's the idea that, this is all according to Bleacher Report, uh, that Major League Baseball is reportedly considering starting the 2020 season with games at spring training sites in either Florida or Arizona without fans in attendance because of the coronavirus pandemic. Ken Rosenthal states that playing in front of the crowds this summer are quote, increasingly remote, and organizing all the clubs into these locations would be, quote, extremely complex and potentially controversial. And, of course, the MLB would have plenty of hoops to jump through. One is that they would have to test all players and staff before they enter the location while not diverting medical personnel in the area. They also have to deal with lost revenue from ticket sales, concessions, etc., Uh, what would need to be covered as well as salaries that have already been calculated uh, based on the number of games played. So players, uh, if we played in 88 games, the, the salaries are adjusted based on that. Here's what MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred had to say. Quote, Throughout our history, baseball has helped us get through difficult times, Manfred said. Baseball will continue to be here be here for you as we face these challenges together as a community and we look forward to when we can safely get back on the field and hear the words play ball so what do you guys make of this are you fine with watching the MLB games in front of an empty stadium and lastly is this actually feasible
1: um, well personally I would if this gets people on the field and we get something to watch I am all for it um i just at this point i really want something live something that we can watch because the sports world has been on such a hiatus because of all of this um i know as of right now manfred along with other the other big pro sports commissioners are currently on a conference call with president trump uh the status of what they're talking about hasn't really been disclosed but i'm assuming it's about how to handle their league and how it pertains to um like how to, how to handle it going forward in terms of when we're going to see them play. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what we're going to – we're probably going to see something here as a result of that here in the next hour or so. But um, I am all for this idea. I mean, I think the idea of not having any fans, that's just reality that they're going to have to live with, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. Um, but, yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, if it puts baseball on TV, that's that's fine with me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, listen, the biggest issue is obviously with the medical personnel and getting actual clearance to be able to play. Um, and I, I don't think that the money thing is as big of an issue. We get that it's a multi, big, pretty much billion-dollar industry with concessions and ticket sales and all that. And you know that these, uh, these small-time organizations – like the Pittsburgh Pirates, like the Kansas City Royals, like the Oakland Athletics, who need as much revenue as they possibly can. So how they get their profit, how they get their revenue, because we also have to understand it's a business. And they're just going to have to figure out a creative way on getting these teams, especially these small market teams, windfall.
1: I mean, are you? T- I mean to tell me that they don't have the medical staff that can do the same stuff like what they have in other leagues? I you know, like the NBA, they use their private doctors to test everybody. Is that what the? Is that what this is relating to? That they don't want to have to go out and get mer- med- other medical personnel yeah. to come in and do it. That's for exactly, them? yeah. That-
2: yeah, I think I think so. they don't they don't want to divert resources from hospitals and um, ERs where people need like medical attention. Yeah, okay. not
0: trying I to mean, divert. Uh, resources that could be going into the community—they're all going to try to use private doctors.
1: Yeah, I mean, which is would make the most logical thing since they all have their own doctors. Uh, yeah,
0: and let's be honest, uh, the training staff personnel in MLB is extensive.
1: All right, I mean, you have to have all sorts of different doctors for different. Things. I
0: mean, I mean, each team has a sports medicine director.
1: So I mean, I think it's it's possible for them to bring their for them to be able to test their, you know, their staffs and you know, kind of go from there if they were to have members that did test positive.
0: Yep, and they need and they need proper testing kits consistently.
1: Well, that's, I I think that's probably the biggest issue just because given what has been going on in our in our country and around the world, those those have been such a high commodity.
0: Yeah, and it's so slow too right now.
1: I don't know. I mean, they just passed a new one that's like 15. You can find the results in like 15 minutes. Well,
0: that'd be huge because you know you're dealing with how many you're dealing with a 40 man roster on every team. So,
1: and then you're dealing with all the all the staff. Yep. And then you would theoretically have to test all your your medical people
0: as well yeah so you're that's that's a lot of people my thing is i think that whoever should not need to be there needs to stay out of there i'm front office needs to stay where they're at um the only essential people the players who are guaranteed to at least make appearances um and then the medical professionals along with uh just essential personnel, essential staff. Anyone that you don't think that needs to be there and pose a risk needs to stay home. Yeah. And yeah, when you think about this, um baseball this is a
2: big opportunity for baseball if they're able to get this going faster, like through um going here because they can be the only sport running. Um and as you can tell, like we're we're all bored. We all need something to do. I think people who don't even like baseball would turn on a baseball game. Um, just because it's the only thing running. So this is a big opportunity that they could use.
1: And, I mean, you want to talk about how baseball is lacking, you know, in the you know younger generation, a younger market. This would be an opportunity, once again, for them to propel into that with, uh, you know, this would be a lot, it could be a lot faster. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't see as many different people. And I think it would be, I think, like Seth said, it would be a really good opportunity.
0: No, I saw something that was interesting on facebook by on a group uh baseball chat and this guy stated that how they could make it work and how they could reach their audience and reach these young kids because well let's be honest our generation and younger it's harder and harder for them to cater to them um and if this idea was to live stream each game on twitter i would be 100 percent
2: behind all of that uh, i would too i think because it's Oh, I think baseball has such a bad has such a bad relationship with social media. It's been improving the last couple of years, but in general, a lot of people, the under demographics that's on social media, isn't really made for baseball. So having it be the only sport available and it's free to free to watch, that would be a great great thing for the league.
1: I mean, I think you want to talk about where money they would lose money in ticket sales and all this, but the amount the amount of money that they would make as a cut from betting from gambling because I believe that they've gone through the process of legalizing it and adding it into their sport um, would be huge because even people in Vegas have nothing to bet on and if you put baseball on that's a huge thing for people to bet on so I mean that also provides an outlet there for Major League Baseball but uh have they- my thing my oh, sorry. what was that No, no, no you keep it on uh, my biggest issue would be you know like they talked about the Doing going live on Twitter. What about like if they didn't want to do that? How would they go about like showing it on TV? Then that brings in a whole nother, whole nother set of people you have to bring in and test cameramen, your broadcast team. Uh, so that would be another interesting dynamic.
0: I mean, you, you can theoretically separate the camera people. Uh, and honestly, if you did a live stream, that would minimize the amount of people you could do. You just sit up, uh, set up a camera in center field like they always do. Um, and then one in the back where you get fly balls and all that stuff and balls in play and you're set.
1: So you mean to tell me this whole time that the Houston Astros were just live streaming yeah. their, uh,
0: their See, games. They were trying to teach us a lesson on, and they were trying to show us how to, how how to fix this issue. And, uh, we weren't. Uh, we weren't listening. We weren't paying attention.
1: And of course, when it came out, we just assumed that they were and cheating. Come
0: on, man! These guys are innovators. Right? <laughs> the Houston Astros clearly knew about the coronavirus before we did.
2: Do we have um? Do you think we know the timeline for this? Is it about the same as the one that they put out? Uh, they put out last week, or would they move stuff up for this?
0: Are we talking about the article, or yeah? So, uh, did they have a time frame? Oh. Well- uh, I- um. Well, in the, within the article, they again, like Zach mentioned earlier, it's all on, it's all factoring on what President Trump and Rob Manfred talk about. Um. But as of right now, there's not a clear, there's not a clear uh, time frame. Um. Because they obviously wanted to get, well, they obviously want to get it started as soon as possible. But then you know, with considering everything that's going on um i've heard things as early as july i've heard things in april i've heard things in may i've heard things in uh in august uh and i've heard about people playing uh postseason in november and december yeah i've
1: heard i've heard that about like you know potentially having the world series like going on during christmas you know this could be very interesting because i think Realistic, they're going to be. I think one of the first sports that comes back. I don't know what the NBA plans on doing. The NBA, I know, is now talking about canceling the season. I don't think Major League Baseball will go to that extent. Um, so to me, I think they're going to be the first sport we really see come back. And I think because they are a sport that relies so much on day to day, you know, durability and ticket sales and everything, I think they have virtually almost no reason to sit back and not play if they can.
2: Yeah, um, and plus playing in playing either Florida or Arizona, you can basically turn like that that complex that they have down there into basically like a, a camp that holds all the people in. And if you're able to properly test them all the time, um, I mean, I don't know how the players would want to respond to that, but I think they just want to play baseball, honestly. Yeah,
1: I think like going off that, I think they'd be willing to do what it takes if it means they can play.
0: Yeah, I think that it, like like you said. If they would have but they would have to close off the borders and make it un- inaccessible to the public and uh, and make sure that all their players personnel all that stuff all those people stay on uh, on the campus and the complex and don't leave and that's asking a lot for you know cameramen who may have families down home um, and players who you know, but I think players may like that because let's be honest, some of those players have to have to travel quite a bit, and if they they're just staying within the complex, then uh, you know that the teams save money on uh, airfare and all that travel expenses. Um, but also, I have to mention that if they change the deadline of when they're going to play in the postseason, that'll affect the trade deadline that will affect the off season that'll, accept, that'll affect free agency it'll be very interesting cuz everything every decision that they make has a cause and effect and a domino effect so i don't know how they'll fix that i mean
1: it'll even, it'll even affect their tv availability because i mean you know they've got games on like tbs and stuff but those networks also you know turner sports also carry the nba and fox carries the nfl and college basketball so I think you start as much as they want to move back and you know play it when everyone can go. I don't know if they could make it work from a TV aspect.
2: Yeah, that's a big issue. I I don't know. I think I don't know if the I don't know how strict the TV. I mean the I don't know what how long and big their TV deal is with Fox and TBS. But uh, I don't know if they'd make an exception for this year, but. I don't know. They probably would not want to if they making millions and probably maybe billions of dollars on this.
0: Yeah. It's just weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's opening a Pandora's box of different scenarios and very complicated business aspects to that. Honestly, that most of us on the outside don't understand to be quite frank with you. Um, So you know, it's just going to be. I think the MLB and Rob Manfred are just going to take each thing one day at a time, because you know the situation is volatile. It's going to change. It's going to. It's it's going to get uh, worse before it gets better. But again, um, if if the experts are right with the peak of the coronavirus occurring in the next few weeks, um, yeah. then obviously we're going to be on the downward part of the curve uh later in may and july and august but then again you know things can change it could spike again if we don't have vaccine for it and stuff like that Yeah, i
2: don't think we're not really in baseball's control this is more of a this is more of a, a virus slash government type deal and everybody
0: else is trying to play along with it yeah i agree and you know we talked about uh all that safety stuff, all that scheduling, but there's also another aspect to the MLB that we are gonna talk about next, and that's an- another agreement between the MLB and the MLBPA because we talked last week about differences uh in agreements and things that have came up with the twenty twenty season. But we have another deal and this one comes from the f- involving the forty man roster <laughs> And basically, the union says, hey, we have officially set up a fund to pay for non-rostered players in big league camps. And this fund will range player by player. And it varies depending on service time. So if you're under, if you're under one year of service time, you will get $5,000. And then it, it kind of works its way up almost in a pyramid style. All the way up to fifty thousand uh, dollars for basically to anybody who's on will MLB roster, but not not really. If that makes sense, they're on minor league deals. They're non non roster players that are on the big league big league camps. So, what do you guys think of that? It obviously sounds like a good deal, but what are you guys' thoughts? Well, minor league
2: players really they they're not making much money, and compared to these big leaders who have the giant contracts and I think this this deal really lets the minor league players have a better have um, a better piece of the pie that they probably won't receive whenever they talked about the they talked about the major league uh, remote complexes um, i don 't know how they'd handle a minor league season i don 't even know if they get paid for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're the group that's really been hurt the most by all of this. Um, They don't get paid much to begin with. And when you take away the fact that they can't even play games right now, that really hurts them. Um, Those are great to see that MLB and the Player Association have been able to come up with something like this.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's whatever money you can get to these guys, the better. And to what you were saying, Seth, about uh, these guys in the minors and how they would deal with it, this deal specifically pertains to guys who are in the camp for the MLB teams, so they're on the forty-man rosters. So, therefore, that they would actually technically stay with the team on, on the if we had a season down south in Florida or where Arizona, then they would actually stay with the rest of the MLB players. Oh, okay. So it's so,
2: not, yeah. not a full minor league deal.
0: No, this is for the guys who are minor league contracts and 40-man roster guys, not necessarily the minor leaguers yet. Uh the guys in double A or tr- single A or triple A doesn't really affect them as much. This is more for those 40-man guys. Um yeah, I think any any type of any type of extra cash for these guys that I mean, you got to understand that the 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 like you said earlier, the piece of the pie for uh a lot of these guys just it's just so unevenly distributed towards MLB players that you know it's 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 almost unfair for these minor leaguers. But that they have, but yeah that I mean I've, I think no one's gonna I think no one's gonna rip the MLB and the MLBPA and the union for. uh for saying that hey let's pay these guys let's get these guys some extra money um, and you know I don't think anyone's going to complain about that yeah I think
2: the, the MLB and the union have had a good look the last couple of weeks there haven't, hasn't been much been a lot of negotiating there hasn't been much bickering as you've seen the other leagues
0: yeah I mean you got us to understand that uh, the MLBPA has been around for a very long time you know, and the MLB has been, is one of our, is like one of our oldest leagues, you know?
1: You know, I think it's any time that people are making money, especially in a time like this, uh, it's important because that's how they, that's how they support themselves. It's how they support their, fam- their families. And, uh, given the, given the reality that we're facing, uh, people aren't making money in a lot of places. And, uh, so it's important for them to have some sort of financial income to help with that that's uh that's my final piece on that i would say
0: yeah that's good yes well we're going to move on and by moving on we're going to be talking about some last minute roster releases and to be quite honest these these kind of roster moves have come out of nowhere i think teams are trying to trying to get ahead of the roster freeze the transaction freeze and, you know, we actually saw some big names out there that that kind of are out of a job all of a sudden. Uh, Brandon Geyer and Jerry Blevins from the Giants. David Hale from the Yankees. Chris Volstad and Junishi Tazawa from the Reds. And two guys uh, found themselves settling for minor league contracts with the same team that they originally signed onto uh, earlier in the year and... It's former long-time starting shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Jordy Mercer and Zach Odley, both for the Detroit Tigers. I know Jerry Blevins stands out for me personally because this guy was legit a couple seasons ago, and I, all of a sudden he's not playing for anybody. He probably won't play for anybody the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, yeah um, to um latch on to that point. Jerry Blevins last year, I know he was 35, but he posted an ERA plus of 117. So he was 17 points above average. And he he is 36, but I, I don't know. He's had a really nice career. Um the other guys were um they they, they were kind of tailing out but Jerry Blevins right now he's had a, a couple of good years in a row now.
1: Yeah. Um kind of like what Dimitri said uh you know, some of the names are surprising, but also I understand that some of these ros- some of these teams and some of these organizations are trying to get ahead of the, you know, the transaction freeze and uh, trying to get themselves in a position where their rosters look okay for when they do get around to playing baseball again. And uh, so that's kind of just my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, and I just thought it was very strange to see uh, Jordy Mercer and Zach Godley Go from sign- being on the team They're being released and then re-signed to a minor league deal I've never seen that before
1: It's interesting because I've also never Really seen that before um, All it does is give them, I guess, more of a chip To prove that they belong on the roster
0: Yeah, and uh, I, it, It's just strange because I, I it, it was a weird notification and I saw Jordy Mercer has been released Jordy Mercer signed to a minor league deal And you're like, man there's no way that benefited Jordy Mercer, but I think his hands were tied because if he was going to be released, uh, he was It's either taking the minor league deal and being on the team, and then, uh, you know, being released and finding yourself not playing for uh, an entire season. So, you know, you talk about guys like Yasiel Puig, who will not be playing probably at all this season. Uh, so they're taking a look at those guys. And they see the writing on the wall, the wall, and they're like, "Well, I gotta, I got at least be on a team." And for the Tigers, that benefited them; they saved a lot of money. And uh, yeah, that's basically that's basically all we have on the the Tigers aspect of it. Jerry Blevins, like you said, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by them releasing him in particular, because let's be honest, the Giants needed whatever arms they had. And Jerry Blevins looked like one of the better ones that they had going into the season and into their bullpen. And it's just hard for me to wrap my head around them releasing him. They may they may know something that we don't. I don't know, but that's just how that move has me scratching my head. But the rest, I can understand uh, for the most part. But. Looking at Blevins, he did have he gave up nine earned
2: runs in three and two thirds innings in spring training, so that might have been a big reason for him.
1: Uh, and the get- fact that he's thirty six,
0: yeah. So they might have tried to get ahead of the curve, I guess. But yeah, don't go anywhere, guys, because um, tomorrow, tomorrow's gonna be a big day. We'll be talking about the AL West, and I know that this is something that we look forward to every uh, every show and definitely stay tuned for that this episode will drop later tonight um and all that good stuff uh well that's all we got for our weekly national update thanks for listening make sure you follow our podcast on spotify and anchor as we will be dropping another episode tomorrow night as always give us a follow on twitter at diamond stingers and also give us a like on facebook stay safe everyone